and welcome to episode 8 of Geekers Creepers, the show where we talk about the geeky things in life and we talk about the creepy things in life. I am your host, Rob, and I am joined by the man who is cooler than the other side of the pillow, Jose. How's it going, Jose? Rob, what's up? It's going pretty cool today. It's actually a cool day, a cool rainy autumn day. <laughs> yes, it has been raining all day out here too. Yeah. Um, so everything uh, good with you? We're actually we're actually recording this on a Monday. Uh, we had to, we had a, some issues yesterday trying to get recorded, so we're gonna have this out on Monday. But you'll be able to listen to this podcast later on today. But um, yeah. So everything's good with you, Jose? Nothing new. Yeah, everything's nah, nothing new. Um, you know, I'm off tomorrow, so I get to enjoy the night, you know, a little time off and, and do our podcast, which is great. So can't mm-hmm. wait. Can't wait to get into it. Cool. Yeah, it's Columbus Day today, so I kind of didn't do anything, just pretty much relaxed. And as I was telling you earlier, I started watching this Hulu miniseries. I think it's called Monsterland. And strangely enough, the second episode is about shadow people. Pretty much exactly what you were talking about <laughs> last week. I was wondering, I'm like, man, did Jose really experience this story or was he just watching this TV show and decided to make something up? But, um, yeah, yes. trying to get into hol- in the Halloween spirit. <laughs> Jose's tall tales. Next week, he'll tell you about it, how, he, how he won his billion, how he won his billion dollars. <laughs> so, oh, I wish. <laughs> well, let's start out uh, with what are we playing? Have you been playing anything this past week? Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of old games. Um, I got my Sega Genesis Mini back uh, for okay. my nephews. So, um, you know, I was watching a, a video about uh, the Shinobi games, and they ranked the uh, all three Shinobi games, the Revenge of Shinobi, Shadow Dancer, and Shinobi 3. Mm-hmm. And they ended up ranking Shinobi 3 as the best one. And I was like, you know what? I've never played Shinobi 3, so I'm going to give it a whirl. So, you know, I started playing Shinobi 3, and uh, it's, it's a good game. I still... Me personally, from you know, I've gotten I think to like level six on on Shinobi three, but I still prefer uh, Revenge of Shinobi. I don't know. If, did you ever play Revenge of Shinobi? I never played any of the Shinobi games. I know what you're talking about. Oh man, weren't they? Aren't they side-scrolling ninja games? Yes, yes, side-scrolling okay. ninja games. That's correct. And um, the original one was so cool because um, you got it was so like '80s inspired game. You know, you got to uh, fight uh, a a Spider-Man, a boss that you know starts off as spider-man and somehow morphs into batman really uh, you get yeah it's pretty cool it's a it's an interesting boss yeah and he looks exactly like spider-man you know he like <laughs> comes down crawls on the ceiling and has the same red and blue outfit um you know you get to uh fight like uh this one boss who's kind of like a a big built guy and um, you know when you hit him with, it, with your with your shurikens, you know he starts changing colors. Then he turns green, and then you know all of a sudden his uh, flesh falls off, and he turns into a Terminator, and he comes after you. And I'm like, oh, you know, Terminator. Wait, this is Shinobi. Yeah, Revenge of Shinobi. <laughs> I think Shinobi has tried to was trying to get sued, man. <laughs> all right. yeah, well, I, they had to change it. <laughs> yeah, they had a Godzilla boss. You had to fight Godzilla. Um, a guy that looks like Rambo who shoots a flamethrower <laughs> at you. It's a, it's a crazy game, you know. And, but I really like that game instead, you know. I, I thought it was, I thought it's a better game than um, Shinobi 3, uh, in my opinion. But And, and that uh, actually came with the, uh, um, that the came Genesis with your Genesis Mini? Mini? 
Shinobi <laughs> three, yeah, it did. Okay. It didn't come with Revenge of Shinobi, and um, yeah, uh, but yeah, like I said, they've made cha- they had to make changes to the Shinobi game, the Revenge of Shinobi game, because of all the licensing issues. So they ended up changing a lot of the characters around in different versions of, of the game. So depending, you know, like if you bought like you know the cartridge, the eighty, the uh, the 80s or 90s uh, version of the cartridge, you might get a different Shinobi, you know, gotcha. than the original one. And uh, I also was started. Uh, I picked up again uh, paper, Super Paper Mario on the Wii. You know, I, was, okay. I, I had stopped playing that because I was playing a lot of Turbo Graphics games, and uh, that too. You know, I was playing Turbo Graphics, so you know, just playing a lot of shooters and you know, all kind of Did stuff. Did you find a big Splatterhouse? No. No, no, no. But you know what? I started playing it. I got a lot farther and I saved it this time. You know, it has a save state. Now, I'm like, man, I ain't playing this from the beginning. I forgot to ask last time, but the the TurboGrafx Mini, it does have the the levels of uh, like one of the big things that the TurboGrafx had was you can switch the there was a turbo button in essence. Mm-hmm. So on the controller, you could either do just a regular, have it where if you just hit the button one time, you know, every time you hit the button, you do the action then you could do the yeah. second level that if you hold down mm-hmm. the button it'll do the action a little faster you don't have to keep pushing it down and the third level is that it'll you'll just do the action non-stop it's like it's a turbo button in essence does that have it for the mini it does it has all three levels on okay. both the um on both the one and two buttons or a and b buttons whatever they are on the turbo mm-hmm. uh, pad but yeah so, it does and um mm-hmm. i was gonna say if you want to beat uh Splatterhouse, the best way to do it is to put it on level two and oh, okay. and use that. That's how I beat it. All right. Yeah, I'll try that. And um, I've gotten, I, I got to, uh, let me see what level it was. The one where um, I guess you kind of like hack. I guess it was the one you were talking about with the upside down cross that they kind of changed oh, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in America. Yeah. So I beat that level and um, that's where I'm at right now. Okay. Wait, That's do they have the cool upside game. down cross in the game that you have? No, no. It's the head, right? The blue head. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah the blue head. Right, right, right. And uh, right, But yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, that one. There was just one, um, I don't know what it was. It looked like some kind of fetus crawling at you. Yeah, the little like, blobby thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what is that, a fetus? <laughs> that's just, trust me. Oh, you'll get to the fetuses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll eventually get to a level that's all fetuses. Oh, that sounds man, I'm disgusting. Play it tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Out of right, context, yeah. people are like, what are these guys talking about? <laughs> like, oh, I can't wait to hack those fetuses. <laughs> <laughs> we sound like, a, uh, we're like, a, what do you call it? The, the pro-lifer's worst nightmare. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are these guys saying? <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been, um, I finally beat uh, The Lost and the Damned. That is a GTA for that's grand theft auto part four it's one of their dlcs i beat the original game years ago mm-hmm. i beat the ballad of gay tony which was a lot of fun that was a really it's a it's the original gta the regular story is a little too serious then the ballad of gay tony gets a little crazy and this is the one that was still kind of serious i would anybody that has it if if you're like if you say well i don't want to I've, I've already played the other games. I don't want to play it. I don't think you're missing out on much. It, it's a decent game, but it's pretty much, there's nothing special about it other than you're riding motorcycles. I would say, I would give it maybe a five out of 10. I don't think it was bad, um, but it's just, 
it's a Grand Theft Auto game. You do the same thing. You drive around, you shoot something. Every mission is you drive around, you shoot something. You drive around, you shoot something. That's it. There wasn't much to the missions. There wasn't much to the story. And the story actually gets a little confusing. It's like they're trying too hard to be Sons of Anarchy. Because I think this came out about a year after Sons of Anarchy. And you can see how it's really influenced by that show. And I actually, the reason I finished it was because I started watching the Sons of Anarchy. I'm like, you know what? I want to go back and play GTA. So kind of one fed the other. And um, again, not much, uh, really not much there. But uh, if it's, if you have the time, I would say finish it, you know, it would uh, just to get it done, but you're not missing out on anything. But that was, that was pretty much what I, um, what I finished up with. Of course, I played my Dead by Daylight. And um, <laughs> oh, this weekend, I went to my buddy Jason's place and uh, the group of us, we, we were, it was three of us there and we played with my buddy, Mike. We played this, have you heard of the Jackbox games, the party pack? No, what's that? Usually they're games, they're party games you could play. What you do is you play on your PS4 or your um, computer, whatever you have it downloaded on. And usually the party pack comes with like five different games. Maybe like two or three of them are really good. The other two are kind of mediocre. But everybody plays on their phone. So you go onto the jackbox.tv website. And when you're about ready to play the game, it gives you like a password. It'll say for this game, this is your password. You put it in and you just play on your phone. You don't have to download anything. You're just playing online. But there was a game that's called Push the Button. And it's a, it's like it came out. This party pack came out maybe about a year, over a year ago. Um, yeah, it has to be over a year ago because I think I saw it when I was at PAX West last year. So what it is, it's a lot like Among Us. What you're doing is you're on a spaceship and you have X amount of people, whoever, how many are playing? Like, let's say you have six people playing. You have six people playing and one of them is the alien and the alien is trying to sabotage everybody else. So you're playing this in a room of people, right? And you're all playing together and you'll get different tasks to do. Like everybody has a chance to be the captain. Let's say I'm the captain and I pick my friend Mike and my friend Jason to do a task, which is to paint something. They'll paint something on their phone, and one of them will be given the actual question. It'll see like paint a flower. And the other one, the alien gets given like a, a different question. It'll say like paint a sun. And then when they're done, it'll show the pictures that they painted, right? Well, it, at the top will say that the human was given the question paint a flower. So if you look at it, you're like, wait a second, Mike painted. Mike's painting doesn't look like a flower. It looks like a sun. And then you start to question where like, you know, you start to say like, Mike, I think you're the alien. So you can pick like, if you actually think he's the alien, but at the same time, because you're playing with a group of people, he has to rationalize and try to trick everybody else why that's actually a flower. He might say like, dude, man, I don't know. I can't draw well. That's a flower. Look, it's a flower. There are the petals. You know, it's a circle. It's a sunflower. And he could argue <laughs> like crazy. And you might, that you'll doubt him. You'll be like, all right, maybe Mike isn't the alien. And so that, you know, that's the game. And it's really cool. Like um, there was one of the games, Mike, he was actually the alien and he played it so well that they threw me up because it, once you pick the alien, you could throw him off the ship. And I kept telling him, I'm like, I'm not the alien. I'm like, I'm not the alien. They threw me off the ship and they, you see me floating in space. And it turns out that and it says like, it's, a, it's like you threw out the wrong person. And there's Mike, Mike, like it, 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 they're little cartoon characters. But you see all of a sudden he turns out to be the alien and he's dancing. And I'm just like, geez, it's, it's a fun game. It is. I mean, I'm, not doing it, I'm not doing it justice, but it really is a fun game. No, it sounds real fun. It sounds like a great drinking game. 
It is. It is. And they've got a bunch of different games too, like each party pack. And they're pretty, it's pretty cheap. Like usually like 20, you can buy it for like $20 a lot of times. And Ooh. they come with like five different games. They're all, almost all, almost all of them are fun. They usually come, usually like one or two might be a dud, but I mean, it's hours of, of time, you know, you the can play with your play. friends. It's definitely worth it if you have like a party, people party that are over. So, all right. With that said, let's start talking about the topics of the week. The first topic is the PS5. Jose, did you get to see the new video? Uh, it was on YouTube. I believe it was on the PlayStation website where uh, it's a Japanese gentleman. I forgot who, what his name is. But he on he takes apart the PS5. And, you know, he kind of shows you what it's like, what's on the inside. Did you get a look at that video? I did. Um, it, it came out, I think, last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. The one big thing that I noticed <laughs> is either this Asian man is extremely small or the PS5 is huge. I mean. Yeah. That sucker is massive, man. I, I looked at it, too. I was like, whoa. I was like, I thought, you know, the original Xbox uh, the 360 was kind of big, you know, mm-hmm. um, the, I don't know if you remember the, um, eggshell color one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I thought that one was pretty massive, but this one looks to be even like, you know, uh, even bigger. It was like, the size of that fun. man's torso. It was his whole torso. <laughs> like, I mean, it is, look, I originally said, and I know, I know why I said this. I said, I like the design of that of the ps5 i don't know why people hate on it so much i like the design but at that time i didn't know how big it was i thought it was a smaller you know the it's the size it looks like a a computer tower and if you put that on your um what do you call it like on um why am i drawing a blank entertainment yeah and your your entertainment center that's Mm. really going to stand out i mean it's going to people are going to look at that and say why do you have a computer tower on your entertainment center (laughs) <clears throat> yeah, and I don't know if you're able to put it like um, horizontal. Do you know that? Yeah, it, they said you could. You could. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, it looks cooler like vertical, you know. But you're right. It's like I'm looking at my entertainment center right now. I'm like, man, it's you know, it's a good maybe two feet because I have my TV on a wall, so mm-hmm. you know, my entertainment center is like a good two feet like underneath. I'm like, man, is it going to be like, <laughs> you know, like right on? right underneath the tv like man that sucker is big <laughs> it is i i think somebody i think i heard somewhere saying that it was like 15 inches as far as the height and it was oh, wow. 10 10 inches as far as the uh the width and four inches mm-hmm. four inches width height and then the length i guess is 10 inches so it's a it's a yeah. big mofo yeah it's a beefy system you know yeah. but i mean you know they have a lot a lot packed into it so you, they know, do. you could expect it to to be pretty big what I guess one of the cool things is you'll be able to take a, take off the, the covers, the shell, you know, and people are already talking that most likely not companies will be making like personalized shells that you can put on there. So if you have like, let's say I wanted one for Dead by Daylight, I could put my shell of Dead by Daylight on there. Yeah, I remember when the 360 tried to do that with their face plates too, mm-hmm. and you could change their face plates. I'm not really into that. You know, I would leave it as is. Um, I actually like the way it looks, you know, myself, you know, obviously I'll see what it looks like in person mm-hmm. whenever I get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a big system. It's um, I mean, it's kind of a weird, um, 
direction that they're going to uh, going with because you know i mean the ps4 um slim is kind of small you know yeah i mean um the the ps1 was kind of small the ps2 was a little a little beefy as well and then the ps3 was really big but yeah i mean um it's a big system but like i said they have a i don't know if you heard that motorcycle pass by but (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's a it's a big system, but they have a lot packed into it, and um, you know it, it is what it is. And I guess it's one of those where I'll have to wait and see what it looks like in person to make my final decision. But I actually like it. Yeah, again, I still like the design, but if for me, it's just it's just so big. I you know I can't believe you know <laughs> it's it's so big. Yeah, yeah that's what she said. <laughs> exactly. Um. <laughs> um but I just, I don't, uh, I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, like you said, it's the PS3 was a big, was a big chunky boy. Also that thing, yeah. you pulled up the Foreman grill. And every time I look at my PS3, I I'm like, yep, that thing looks like a Foreman grill, you know? Um, but this thing is just like, it is, it's going to be, if it's, it's, I, and I, I didn't think, it, like I said, I like the design. And I didn't think it was an eyesore, but something that's so huge, people are, you know, people are gonna look at that and just say, "Hey, what, what the, what, what's that thing you got sitting there?" You know, I, and I just, um, I honestly don't even know if I'll have any room to put it. I'll have to put away one of my, um, uh, you know, I have to put something away, you know, either my old PS4 or something. I just don't know. I'm with you. You know, if um, if I ever do get it, I'm definitely gonna have to put away my PS4 instead. You know. You you'll be able to play your PS4 games on the PS5 anyway, so you mm-hmm. know it'll just have to, you know, be put on a shelf or something, or yeah. maybe I'll put it in a spare room. Huh. And we'll see. You know, um, when it comes out, I, I probably won't buy the first. Uh, uh, when it, well, I know I didn't I didn't put a pre-order, so I'm not going to get the first one. Maybe I'll buy it like a year later. And at that point, you know, they always come out with the second iteration. It might be smaller, so I'm hoping that yeah. you know they'll do that. It'll come out the smaller version. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you're and you're absolutely right. I'm probably not going to get this iteration as well. I haven't gotten um, like I said, uh, a day one launch console since the Dreamcast. You know, mm-hmm. uh, even the, you know, like the Xbox, the original Xbox. I got it like one. You know, this is going to sound scary, but I didn't pick that up until after I actually got uh, DSL internet because at the time, you know, I still had dial up. <laughs> <laughs> And once I got DSL internet, I was like, you know what? I was like, you know, I got a high-speed internet. I was like, I can get the Xbox now, you know, because I can play online. And like I said, I, even then, you know, I picked it up a couple years later after launch. Uh, GameCube, I probably picked up maybe like a year after launch. And um, yeah, I mean, I'll do the same thing with, with the PS4 or PS5. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll wait for, like you said, either uh, the new model to come out, which will probably be cheaper anyways, and you know, I'll scoop it up. Real quick, you mentioned something. I totally forgot about this to put on a topic. But mm. you talked about the Dreamcast, which is your favorite system. Did you hear yeah. that they're talking about doing a Dreamcast Mini? Yeah, I did, actually. I was like, oh, man, that'd be pretty interesting. Um, uh, you know, I would definitely scoop one up. I mean, yeah. have you? do you have a Dreamcast? No. Or I, my buddy have... has one. Um, yeah. A few of my friends have one. My friend Andre and my friend Mike both have one. My friend Mike picked it up because he ended up getting a disc. Like at that time, the Dreamcast was like 
like you could buy it for like 20 bucks or something. It was like, yeah. cheap. and he got a disc that had like every single Nintendo game on there. So that's the reason he bought oh. it. I mean, the Dreamcast already is, is pretty mini, you know, it's a mm-hmm. small console. It's not like a big, you know, I have one sitting on my entertainment center right now. I'm looking at it. It's, you know, I'm like, man, I can't imagine like a mini Dreamcast, you know, that'd be pretty, pretty cool, but I don't have mine connected because, um, you know, it doesn't have HDMI or nothing like that. So I just have it mainly out for like, you know, kind of like, I guess, like decoration sort of, mm-hmm. you know, just so that people could ever like, oh, you got a Dreamcast? And, um, but yeah, I think that would be pretty cool to get the Dreamcast Mini. Yeah. And again, that's, just, it's a, it's a rumor. Nothing has been confirmed about that. We'll see, you know, we'll see if that comes out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wait, you know, a couple of weeks and see, um, I, I'd be pretty interested, you know, just to see what kind of games they would, they would come up with it. Cause man, the Dreamcast, it was loaded with games, fun games, you know? Well, speaking of fun games, Mortal Kombat 11 now has Rambo. Did you hear about this? No, I, I did not hear about that. That's an All right, interesting well, choice. <laughs> let me read this. This is on the rap.com. Just, and I'll include a link to, on our uh, podcast. It's a Sylvester Stallone to voice Rambo in Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Sylvester Stallone <laughs> will reprise the voice of John Rambo from the original 1982 classic action film First Blood and the upcoming upgraded version of Mortal Kombat 11. Rambo is one of the three characters being added to Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, which include Mylena and Rain from Mortal Kombat Universe, are also new. The Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Edition goes on sale worldwide November 17th. The design of Rambo is true to his original look in the first Rambo film, First Blood, which saw Sylvester Stallone playing a weary Vietnam vet who is underneath the hardened warrior exterior. I'm sorry, let me read that. Uh, First Blood, which saw Sylvester Stallone playing a weary Vietnam vet who underneath the hardened warrior exterior, really just wants a nice meal from a diner. Uh, while Rambo's look is based on his character in the first movie, Sony said in an announcement that the design and cinematic teams working on Mortal Kombat 11 drew great inspiration for that film, as well as the subsequent sequels. All right, there's a little more to it. Uh, but yeah, we've got Rambo on Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> that's insane, man. That's that's crazy. I haven't played a Mortal Kombat since I think ten. Have you played any of Mortal Kombat lately, or? Uh, yeah, I played ten. I she just played it yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not big That's into fighting game. games, but it's it's a fun game, and they always bring in all these crazy characters. I mean, they have in they've got a Terminator, they've got Terminator. RoboCop, and now they got Rambo. You can have Rambo they- fight against the Terminator. Yeah, now you have a lot of '80s like you know behemoths, you know, all mm-hmm. in one game. And uh, it's it's starting to be like Smash Brothers, you know. You know it how is. They started coming up with all these crazy characters and like Capcom characters mm-hmm. in, in Smash Brothers. You know, now it's starting to be like that with uh, Mortal Kombat. So it's it's kind of weird. It's gonna be it's actually gonna be voiced by Sylvester Stallone, but it's like Sylvester Stallone now voicing the young Rambo again. Yeah. There's so many things that are messed up about this. One, let me ask. Yeah. Did you see the last Rambo movie? Nah, I think the last <laughs> Rambo movie I saw was a uh, part. Uh, probably part three. Yeah, that last Ram- Rambo movie is like every... Uh, it is a movie about Rambo <laughs> just killing every single Mexican on screen. It really is. He goes to Mexico and then he they, he like kills Mexicans. He comes back 
across the border, sets up traps, and just kills multiple Mexicans. It was he was killing so many Mexicans. I was looking around in the movie theater where he was going to come after me next. <laughs> you know, it like, was I don't insane. Like where this is <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I'm like okay, I'm going to slowly leave the movie theater before uh, <laughs> before Rambo gets me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, you know, but he just you know he just goes nuts. But then again, they're they're using. They're not even using the Rambo from the Rambo movie. They're using it from the First Blood. Did you ever see that movie? Mm-hmm. First Blood. Oh man, it's a great movie. Yes, that is actually a good movie, and it's not an yeah. action. No. Like Rambo movie, it's about a guy that comes back from Vietnam and he's got post-traumatic stress disorder, and he's being you know he's not, and he's just being treated badly by the police, you know, like. Yeah, First Blood's <laughs> definitely um not what you would call like an action. I mean, it's an action movie, but it's not like, you know, Ramble 2 or Ramble 3. You know what I mean? It's no, not, not like, at all. And they're going to you know, be using that design. Movie. Yeah, it's a serious movie. So, you know, yeah. I, I it, it, they should have maybe gone with Ramble from part two. You know, our first blood part two. Yeah, because... right, right, right. <laughs> That's I mean, exactly when he started coming out, like, more, like, action and, you know. And stuff. Man, now I want to watch that movie. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. <laughs> because <laughs> if you ever play these Mortal Kombat games, whenever they start the fight, they always say something cheesy. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, the Terminator will probably say something like, I told you I'll be back, you know? But again, this is the ramble for the first movie. What's he going to say? He's going to come out. He's going to be like, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I want to see my yeah. therapist. You know, I don't, <laughs> you know, he's, he's got, he's got post traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> I just wanted something to eat. Yeah. Yo, Adrian. Oh, I just wanted some meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should have had Rocky instead of Rambo. <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe that'll be like a costume design. Yeah, like, I mean, Rocky technically is a, a fighter. You know, you put him in a fighting game. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, well, of course, they're also coming out with Mylena and Rain. Uh-huh. Melina, I'm surprised she's not already a character. She's a fun character to play. And then Rain. Yeah. I I think Rain first came out in Mortal Kombat 3. He's like the water. Uh, he's just a, he's got, his powers are based on, you know, like water, I guess. Um, yeah. I like Mortal Kombat. I like the, I mean, when they came out with X, you could play as yeah. the alien, Predator. You had Jason from Fire 13th. Uh, what's his name? Freddy uh, Krueger. Leatherface. Freddy Krueger was actually the one before that. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and you could play a Leatherface, and then of course your roster of characters. So they, you know, yeah. they really add a bunch of different characters, and and it's always it's fun. Uh, I'm not I'm not good at it. I've never been good at fighting games, um, but I, I do have to say they, you know, they are fun, and the fatalities are always, you know, they're always really uh, crazy. A, l- a little gruesome. Mm-hmm. Well, also with that said, you mentioned Smash Brothers. Did you hear that Smash Brothers is coming out with uh, 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 what is it? The Minecraft they got the, the, the new down- downloadable is Minecraft. So, so what do you what do you mean? Like they pick their characters from Minecraft or what? I, 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 I don't play Minecraft, so yeah, so me neither. I have no idea. I think one of the main characters, Steve, I think his name is. He's one of the like one he's of the now, blockheads. Yeah, one of the blockheads. He's now a fightable character. I don't play Minecraft. Not my. I don't play Minecraft, and I don't also don't play Smash Brothers. So for me, it's yeah. kind of a... yeah, it's kind of like a wash subject for. I mean, you're right. I I wish I could get into Smash Brothers. You know, it looks mm-hmm. fun, 
And, uh, you know, maybe I will, you know, maybe I'll pick one up and give it a whirl and see, you know, my nephew's getting a little older, so maybe mm. I can, you know, be like, hey, look what I picked up, you know, <laughs> I got the Smash Brothers, because um, I don't know, have you ever heard of Evolution, the fighting tournament in Las Vegas? Uh, yes, I have. So a couple of years ago, obviously not this year, because, you know, got canceled because of COVID, but over the past couple of years, you know, the Smash Brother, uh, Smash Brothers game, you know, the audience has grown like exponentially, like, mm -hmm. uh, like the main draw used to be like uh, Street Fighter, you know, Street Fighter was always like the final um, game of the tournament. Mm -hmm. And Smash Brothers, you know, started, you know, drawing more of an audience than the Street Fighter audience, you know. And I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, like uh, they probably even moved it to like the main finals of, of Evolution Smash Brothers. That's how, you know, how insanely popular it is. And, you know, it's just I remember when it first came out to me, Smash Brothers was like I was like older. You know, I was already like in my teens or maybe even early 20s when that game yeah. came out. So I looked at it as a kid game, you know, like ah, like a, a kid Mortal Kombat. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I never really got into it, but. You know, it looks fun. I honestly, I don't think I've ever played a Smash Brothers game. Um, I would get it for the Switch because I have a Switch, but it's the Nintendo thing where they never lower, they never really lower the prices. You'll never see no. like Smash Brothers on sale for like five bucks. Like you'll see, you know, like Spider-Man might be available for $10 on the PS store every now and then, but they don't do that with, uh, Nintendo really doesn't do that. And I don't want to spend, you know, it might go on sale for like maybe $45. But I still don't want to spend $45 on a game that I'm like, I don't think I'm really going to like. I just want to play it. So, yeah. yeah no, you're, you're absolutely – I mean, they never go on sale, and which is weird because you, you would think that, you know, their games sell millions of copies. You know, it's not like, you know, a rare thing where, you know, you can understand like, well, you know, it's a rare game to find. So I could see – I could justify the price of it being high, but – these games are, you know, massively overproduced, and but they hold up real good in their price, which is yeah. kind of, like you said, it's very staggering. Um, and, um, I, but they sell. That's the thing. I mean, people buy it. Nintendo, I think, just has their opinion that, you know, why, why put this on sale if people are still going to buy it? You know, there's no yeah. need for. They're not. They're not hurting for money. Let's put it that way. If they were, it would. They would be on sale. Yeah, and um, even their old games, like if you were to try and find like a Smash Brothers for like the Wii or, or mm -hmm. uh, the GameCube, those games are still like, you know, well above 50 bucks, yeah. you know, it's like, man, it's insane. Um, but, and then Minecraft, yeah, I never, I was like, ah, whatever, I always thought it was a, a cheap game or whatever, it's just a game that never appealed to me. I yeah. could be dead wrong, it could be the funnest game of all, but it's just kind of... I, I play Minecraft and I try to get into it. And it just didn't do it for me. I uh, I thought I would like it a lot because I like like SimCity Builder, you know, to build stuff up. But it just yeah. I got into it way too late. Maybe if it was earlier. And again, that also seemed like a kid game, you know. And it seems it's like it's like playing with Legos. There's nothing wrong with the game, and I think it looks really cool. People do some really awesome stuff on there. But yeah, it just didn't appeal to me, and. You know, there's just a lot of time and effort you have to put into every little thing that you're going to build. Yeah, I agree. With that said, um, all right, we talk about our next topic. Now, this next topic is, I would say, a little scandalous. So, um, 
for any sensitive listeners, uh, you may want to tune out for the next like 10 minutes or so. And it is about the scandal regarding Rooster Teeth and Funhouse. Let me read the article I have here. Um, this is actually from GamerRevolution.com. Um, this is, there are tons of articles on this and uh, I just picked this one because it's like, it's a lot quicker, but it says that Rooster Teeth's Ryan Haywood and Adam Kovic embroiled in explicit photo controversy. So a Rooster Teeth host, Ryan Haywood and Adam Kovic have become embroiled in a controversy surrounding explicit photos they reportedly sent to fans. The Achievement Hunter and Funhouse on-air personalities have been targeted on numerous leaks this week, with Haywood also having been accused of unknowingly sending explicit photos to a 17-year-old. Let me keep going here. What happened with Rooster Teeth's Ryan Haywood and Adam Kovic? Explicit images of Haywood and Kovic leaked online this week, with the images of Haywood having reportedly been sent to Tessa Graves, who claimed she was 17 years old at the time of receiving them. Graves explained in a YouTube video that Haywood did not know she was 17 and that the Achievement Hunter star thought she was 18 at the time of allegedly sending and receiving the images. Graves went into further detail about her relationship with Haywood, explaining that the pair had intended to sleep together in a hotel room at PAX, though these plans eventually fell through. However, Graves noted that she had sent and received nude and explicit images from Haywood after meeting him at an event. Graves also spoke of the power and balance between Rooster Teeth's male personalities and their fans. There was a culture, uh, uh, quote, there was a culture, there were, there, I believe there's something mixed up here. There was a culture, if you were lucky to sleep with one of the members, you were given status because of that, she said. No further allegations were made about the wider Achievement Hunter team. Um, then it says Kovic was also the target of a leak with reports circulating that he was a subject of a catfish in which an anonymous individual used the porn actress's image to convince the funhouse host to share explicit photos and video with them. Uh, and then, oh geez, these fo- videos include Kovic engaging in acts with his wife, there, uh, with there being claims that his wife was unaware that she was being filmed. However, these have been unverified. Now, both of them have, it goes into a little more detail, but both uh, hosts have left Rooster Teeth and Fun House. And this is just part one of this. Uh, I believe, who's the first one? Uh, the Haywood. So also on Reddit, there's another video of a girl that claims that she also had uh, a relationship with him. And she goes into detail about what happened. She was also 17. And she actually engaged in those acts, you know, in the acts while she was 17 with him. And this is, this isn't the first time something like this has happened with a lot of these, you know, on, you know, YouTube or video game personalities. I don't, you know, I don't know if you could, they're really considered celebrities, but, you know, they've, Mm -hmm. you know, they kind of, look, it's, it's it's one thing you know if you have a fan it's kind of like you know if you're if you're a big time rock star and you got a fan and they're like they want to you know hook up with you you know I guess that's one thing you know but they're they, you know they have to be over the age of eighteen and even that I think if you have to question it if you have to ask well are you eighteen maybe that person's a little too young for you you know what I mean yeah yeah so yeah, these guys I'm, go ahead 
I was gonna say, I, well, me personally, I've never heard of any of these uh, guys or, or shows <laughs> that you're referring to, so I don't know how they could be like, you know, like you know, superstars or, or you know, somehow. <laughs> I mean, they must have a big fan base, but yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And then you said one of the guys was married, huh? Yeah, and he was sending these videos. Oh, man, um, total creep. Yeah, I mean that that maybe we should have brought this topic up on the creeper topic, for the geekers creepers. <laughs> Um, yeah, this this week's gonna be a different kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the, they were Rooster Teeth was, uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, let me double check, but I believe they were known for Red and Blue. Let me just double check here. Oh, okay, okay. Do you remember Red and Blue? Yeah, yeah, it was some kind of show that came out. Of, it was like uh, based off the Halo characters. Yes, uh, Red versus Blue. Yeah, so Red that was blue, that yeah. was Rooster Teeth. That's where they first, you know, made it popular with their little, you know, their little skits. And, okay. and then, you know, after that, they kind of, they do their own, they have their own podcast, they have their own shows. And, you know, they've kind of really grown now that they had this huge uh, uh, web, you know, this huge uh, internet base where people watch their videos yeah. and their, you know, their reviews and all that. Uh, think of it like an IGN, you know, kind of like an IGN or a, a GameSpot. Um but with these guys, you know, it's look, man, it you know, you you're like a thirty something, forty something year old guy. You know, you're you're doing a hobby that you really love to do. You know, just if you have fans, fantastic. You got fans. Um if it just you know, these guys are just idiots. They're they're thinking, you know, they 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 if this is all true, you know, again, they're allegations and, you know, and the, but they're multiple allegations. If this is all true, then, you know, it's gotta be a wake up call to a lot of these personalities to tell them, look, you're not, you're not a big time celebrity. I mean, if you are, you're not going to get away with this. You know, right, you have right, fans, right. you know, they look up to you, if, especially if they're younger, just, you know, guide them along the right way. Say, Hey, look, this is what you have to do. If you want, if you want to start your own show. Um, and look, if you want to hook up with people, you can, but you know, you gotta again. If you have to ask, are you over the age of eighteen? That's not the right person. You're thirty-five. You're forty. You know, don't don't have a midlife crisis and try to you know live your high school days. You know, that's just that's uh, yeah. that's stupid, and it's gonna come back to bite you like it did them. Now, if again, if these are true, because they stepped down, you know, yeah, oh, wow. they they had a job which I would love to have a job where all I do is review games. And play video games and get paid good money for it, you know that would be awesome. Um, but now, good luck trying to find something like that again, you know. Yeah, I mean, good luck trying to find something, and you know, and good luck trying to stay out of jail too. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, man, you know? that's true. That's true. It's it's you know they threw it, they kind of threw it all away over you mm -hmm. know over some you know some some that's very avoidable. You know, mm -hmm. it's like man, it's like you said if. You're, if you're wondering like how old somebody is, then hey, don't even bother. You know, <laughs> there's plenty of there's plenty of hot looking moms out there that you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is, um, uh, maybe that's you what know, we'll name this uh, this episode, Jose. There's plenty of hot looking moms. <laughs> there's plenty of hot looking. Yeah, a lot of these kids that are watching your videos, their moms are pretty hot. You know, you might want to deal with the moms instead. You know. <laughs> You're getting a 
lot less trouble. You know, you might get in trouble with your wife, but you won't go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the other one. The other one with the wife. That's like that one. So yes, of course he he of course should not have put out sent videos to this one person, but he was getting catfished. That that also yeah. whoever was doing that kind of scummy, you know. Yeah, cat, but you know, also come on, her. come on, man. You you that's like the oldest scam in the book. You know, like oh yeah. she's like this hottie likes you know like you know on, on dating sites. You know, I remember when I would get on like the dating apps and uh-huh. um. I'd get an email or a message from a certain super attractive chick. I'd be like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> She'd ask you like, to send her money on kick. Yeah. I'd be like, Hey, you know, send me your email. <laughs> I'm like, well, I didn't want my email. <laughs> hey baby, you look really cute. What's your, uh, yeah. what's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> what high school did you go to <laughs> what's your pet's first name <laughs> what's your pet's first name <laughs> like oh yeah one of those huh yeah that guy he's so dumb he got scammed like oh my god what a dumbass weird dumb guy <laughs> well <laughs> but yeah um, all right so well with that um you know we'll see we'll see how that evolves if anything if there's any kind of fallout with Funhouse. But on to the next topic, which is The Stand. Um, there's a TV show called The Stand. Or actually, I'm sorry, it was a book by Stephen King. And as of sometime last week, there was a report on IGN, which states, uh, it's, it's, uh, we'll cite it here, or we'll put a link to it. Stephen King's The Stand, official trailer and images revealed for CBS All Access series. At New York Comic Con 2020, CBS All Access released the official trailer for its adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand, which will premiere on the streamer on December 17th, 2020. Here's how CBS describes CBS All Access describes a miniseries. The Stand is Stephen King's apocalyptic vision of a world decimated by plague and embroiled in an elemental struggle between good and evil. The fate of mankind rests on the frail shoulders of the 108-year-old mother Abigail played by Whoopi Goldberg and a handful of survivors. Their worst nightmares are embodied in a man with the lethal smile and unspeakable powers. Randall Flagg, played by Alexander Skarsgård, the dark man. And then there's some other people that are going to be joining in. Uh, some names that I know, or one name I know is James Marsden. Um, there's a few other ones you could take a look at that. So Jose, let me ask, uh, did you ever read the book The Stand or see the miniseries? No, I never uh, read the book uh, or saw the miniseries. Of, okay. you know, the last miniseries I saw from Stephen King was The Shining. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, I heard it wasn't too good. Yeah, it, it started off good and then it just like totally like fizzled out. Like, that's mm. not that good. But I think the scariest part about this, um, uh, the stand, is that Whoopi Goldberg is going to be in it. <laughs> so that alone is uh, scary. <laughs> I read the book, love the book. Um, it's the book is a lot like other Stephen King novels in, and I'm going to sound like a, what do you call it? Like a snob because everybody says this, but I have read, I have read a lot of Stephen King books and he writes a really good story. Then at the end kind of fizzles off either. There's like a weird twist where you're just like, Oh, I, I didn't know this was possible. You know, you, <laughs> you know, um, so, and I don't want to ruin it for the stand because you know, if there's any listeners, if they haven't read the book or haven't seen the original miniseries, 
again, the end has, you know, it gets a little unusual. Um, but there was a miniseries that came out in the early 90s with Molly Ringwall, and it had, um, uh, what's his name, Lieutenant Dan, Gary Sinise, and it had a few other, had a few other actors in there, and I remember watching it when I was younger. I liked it. It was a good, it was a good series. And then afterwards, it got me to read the book. Um, this new one, it's on CBS All Access. I honestly do want to watch this new, the new uh, uh, version, but I'm not going to pay for CBS All Access. But no, I am really no, no. curious. Don't give them no money. Do. I mean, you know, book is is huge, and it's really, it's it actually fits in perfectly right now because it's about a plague that kills everybody except like a select few people so you know that coronavirus thing it's it's it fits perfectly with what's going on right now yeah, yeah definitely just wait you know what'll happen is kind of like i don't know if have you ever watched cobra kai yeah so that was like the youtube um uh their subscription based like one of their main like shows right mm-hmm. and now it's on netflix so who knows you know you might be able to get it on netflix hopefully so, speaking of which Cobra Kai, have you watched that? Oh man, I love that show. Dude, I've been telling everybody to watch it. Cobra mm-hmm. Kai is without a doubt, it's it's so much better than it has than it needs, you know, that it, that has a right to be. That show, <laughs> it is man, it is good. It kicks ass. Yeah. Now, it, did you see both seasons? Yes, I saw both seasons. Yeah. I thought of uh, season one was obviously was like oh man, it was tremendous season i was like man what a great what a great show you know yeah and uh season two i thought was pretty good but i thought the end was a little like ridiculous so i was like oh man it's starting to get a little like (laughs) way you know know, i don't want to get into spoilers but you know it was yes the end does go over the top it gets so much it goes over the top so much that i'm like how are they going to beat this in season three you know like it's uh um but you know what i really like about it they Mm. Um, there, there's going to be a minor, minor spoiler here. Uh, I shouldn't say minor. There's a decent spoiler. But they actually have a kid. I think he's he's not Mexican. Wait, he's from Venezuela, right? Yeah, yeah, he's okay. from Venezuela. But either way, there's a, the main character, one of the main characters, the, the main, the karate kid in this episode is a Hispanic kid, which for me, I'm like, yeah. finally, we've got, you know, there's somebody out there that represents, you know, the, the his, you know, the Hispanic people as like, you know, as as a major character in the show, and a good show of all things, you know this yeah. one. And the crazy thing is that, like, by the end of the first season, I was getting a little aggravated. I'm like, oh man. So they built up this, you know, the Hispanic kid finally like a like a, a protagonist, and they're gonna make him a bad guy. I'm like, that's great. So you know, it, you know, now it's back to you know, if you're if you're Latino, you're you're you know, you're gonna <laughs> you're be a bad guy. person. But man, when I started season two, I'm like, okay, dude, you're doing it right. You guys are yeah. actually building a really good character. Um, yeah, and I liked Miguel's character. You know, I thought, you know, I was like, you know what? I like all the characters in that show. They were all like believable and likable characters, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, this is how you make like a, a reboot or, you know, some kind of an, uh, a reboot to like an old series. Because there's been so many series that have tried to like redo like recapture the past and it just failed miserably but this mm-hmm. one like you know even johnny lawrence you know you you feel for the guy you kind of root yeah. for him you're like you know i, I like this guy and yes um, the bad guy the, yeah the, the bad guy the old karate kid you're just like dude 
you're actually uh, like a I want you to it's win. A cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're kind of rooting against Daniel LaRusso in this series. You're kind of like, you know what? I don't like Daniel LaRusso. He's kind of like a jerk, you know? And um, yeah, it's a great show. I love that show. But yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do a, um, a talk about it next time. Yeah. That'd be cool. Do our, yeah. our analysis of what, what we rate the first and second season. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that said, let's go to our topic this week. So our topic this week is on specifically, I talked to Jose earlier today, and what we're going to talk about is in this last generation, so the PS4, Xbox, what is it, 360? Is that Xbox the, One? Xbox One, sorry. Xbox One and Switch, what our favorite genre of games were. Yes, yes, yes. I'll start off by saying okay. my favorite genre finally is the single player campaign. Really? You know, this, this generation went back to, sing, well, at least on the PlayStation 4, right? It definitely went back to like single player. And because um, I did last generation, I, I did um, uh, my heavy gameplay on my 360. And, you know, the 360 was generally known as the, you know, your multiplayer system. You know, you play your, your Call of Duties and your Halos. And I was definitely all, you know, Gears of War. I was definitely all about that the previous generation. And then this generation, you know, I got back, you know, I hardly play online anymore. You know, I get into the single player camp, you know, I played the God of Wars and uh, Horizon Zero Dawns and, you know, so many great single player games that, you know, I've, I've really like gone back to appreciate like how good they really are. Okay. Um, sorry. I, I, I think I hear a dog barking in the background. <laughs> Oh my God, that's my neighbor's dog. He, you know, oh, I should call like, uh, you know, the, the department of whatever, uh, because this poor dog, they never take him out for a walk. He's just, they, they never even put him inside the house. He just stays out there like 365. Really? Terrible. Yeah. I feel so bad for that dog. Man. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, all right. Uh, well, back to the topic. Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I would say uh, I'm just the opposite of you as far as like what my favorite genre of game this year was. Um, for, not this year, for this generation. I previously, I almost never really played uh, online. And don't get me wrong, I still like first player. I love story games. But the one game that got me this generation was Dead by Daylight. That game, I don't even know if it's a genre as much as well, it's it's a 4v1 game. You have four people versus one person, you know. Um, and for a while, there were a few games that were coming out like that. I believe there was Evolve was like that. Um, they had Friday 13th. You know, most of those games, and they had other ones that were like that too, but most of them kind of died out and Dead by Daylight survived. And I don't know what it is about this this game, man, but it just... It is addicting. I'll go back. I'll play other games, but I know for sure at least, you know, three or four days out of the week, I'll be playing Dead by Daylight. And that genre, in this generation specifically, just stuck to me. I have never, it's been, I don't have any other game this genre where I was just like so addicted to playing it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I finished Spider-Man. I love open world games. So I finished Spider-Man. I've gone back. I've played, you know, GTA 3, San Andreas. Um, 
because I like open world games. But this itself um, just got, you know, dug its nails in me. And it's been that way for this entire generation. That is right now, as far as a genre game, I would have to say it's the 4v1. But specifically Dead by Daylight is the one that's, um, that's gotten me this generation. I'm gonna have to give that game another another try, man. Because you 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 know you talk about that game every week, and I'm like, man, yeah. you know, it sounds like a great game. And I don't know, I had I remember I downloaded it, and <laughs> you know, I played it, but I don't know. Like I said, this generation, I just have not really been into like online gaming. You know, I don't know what it is. You know, I the only game I've played a lot online was Rocket League, and even then, I haven't mm-hmm. played that like you know at least a year. You know, I was like heavily into it, like when it first came out and um yeah it's just you know i'm gonna have to give it a whirl and, and see what it's all about and see like hey now i see what robert's talking about <laughs> well the one nice thing compared to other online games is you really can't talk to each other <clears throat> so if you play the killer so so anybody that doesn't know what dead by daylight is it is you have four survivors and you're inside a map the map is random and you have to do generators inside that map. The generators are also placed in random spots. And you have to, as a survivor, you have to get the generators repaired. At least you have to get five of them repaired before um, the killer kills everybody. And each killer has a separate uh, power. Like some of them might put traps down. <clears throat> There's another one that runs really fast with a chainsaw. You know, and it, as you play, you know, they, you, you'll, there are different killers and they're also licensed killers too. So you have, you have Freddy, you have Leatherface, um, you have Scream, uh, the, the character from Scream, the Saw, the Pig. <clears throat> so you have all these different characters, all different powers. The, as a killer, you have to kill all the survivors. As a survivors, you have to hide from the killer and do all the generators and escape. And then there's a little more to it. So it's a real simple, it's pretty much like a game of tag um, and hide and seek combined. Uh, but the cool thing about it is, not the cool thing, but one of the better things is one of the reasons why I think also I got into this as opposed to other online games is because as the killer, you can't talk to, <clears throat> I'm sorry, you can't hear anybody else. You can't talk to anybody else. Even though you're all online, there's no chat between the two par- between anybody. And unless I join a party and I'm playing with my friends, if I'm on the same team, they're not going to talk to me. I'm not going to talk to them. You can't talk to each other. That's part of the game, um, which makes it a lot of fun. And and you don't have to worry about some kid going on and on and on, you know, about, you know, having relationships with your mother. You know, you just you yeah. don't hear anything and you just play the game. So that's one of the reasons why I like the online aspect of it. Yeah, because even with Rocket League, you know, when I play, you know, I don't talk to anybody, you know, it's kind of like, it's a three, granted, it's a small, well, I would imagine it's about the same amount of players, you know, it's a three on three. And, you know, I've tried to like, hey, what's going on, everybody? And no one, you know, no one's like talking. I'm like, all right, so I guess it's, you know, it's that kind of a game. But yeah, I think I'm going to give it a whirl, you know, I'm going to see what what that's all about. Give it a shot. Tell me what you think. We'll talk about it next week. All right. I'm sorry, guys. I'm give me one second here. Ooh, I got the coughs. Maybe I maybe I got the Rona. Okay. You got the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess any other genres that you want to talk about for this generation that you've liked, Jose? Uh, let me see. What else? Uh, yeah, I you know I really enjoyed uh, the 
Well, I've, I mean, I've always enjoyed racing games. Like that's always been one of my favorite mm-hmm. genres. But you know, just on on a PlayStation Four, one of the main reasons that I got a PlayStation Four actually was uh, Drive Club. Did you ever play that game? Yes, it was on VR too, oh, wasn't man. it? Yes, it was on. It was in VR as well. And man, I remember when I first <laughs> saw Drive Club. You know, being a, a racing fan enthusiast, I was like, oh my god, that game looks epic you know mm-hmm. to me i was like you know with the weather effects i'm like man i've never seen anything like that um you know not since uh, project gotham racing four and um man that was the first the second game i picked up when i when i got my ps4 i got horizon zero dawn which was the brand mm-hmm. new game and i picked up drive club you know i picked it up used mm-hmm. and uh, that you know that was a great game um the Gran Turismo Sport, you know, that's a pretty good game as well. You know, I, you know, I had, a, I spent a lot of hours playing that game, and you know, different kind, <laughs> different um, kind of games. You know, a Drive Club's more arcadey, mm-hmm. and the um, Gran Turismo Sports more like, you know, more technical, more of a tech game, um, but very beautiful to look at. And both are spectacular in VR too. You know, I love playing. Um, uh, of both games and just you know admiring the cars that i wish that i could have in, in real life instead of in vr like oh man <laughs> like that sucks <laughs> um yeah that, that's the one thing that uh i think that's another genre i don't know if it's a genre but something that really got me was vr in this generation yeah yeah you know? uh, you're right you're absolutely right that, i guess that's a, a new genre yeah and like there are a lot of games you know what i just thought about a topic for next week if we'll either do a Halloween topic or why don't we talk about what game we would want to see in VR? What oh, type I of don't game like that. Games? Yeah, so that sounds uh, like a good topic. Um, but the one thing, as far as this generation, in previous generations of games, I was a huge fan of open world. I loved, mm-hmm. you know, Skyrim. Um, that was on the PS3. GTA. Um, and uh, like 3, San Andreas 3. Um uh, what are the other ones? I jeez. Uh, oh, um, Vice City. Vice no, City. Uh, Saints Row. Saints Row. I was a huge fan of Saints Row. Saints Row. But this generation's open worlds, I think they're just getting way too big. They're getting way too big and not enough to do in the actual world that I don't like it as much. Like GTA Five, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's it's a huge open world, but everything is it's a facade. Like you can't go into the buildings; they're just there, you know, and without that it just it loses that you know it just like it loses the interactivity you're just you're like that's great it looks really pretty and it's really big but i i can't interact with anything i'm you know there's not much yeah. to this you know there's not much to this and that's one genre that i i slowly am you know not liking as the generations go on because it's just it's too much love. yeah and too much and just not enough to it's strangely enough but it's it is too much and not enough to do yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, I, I love, you know, as you know, I'm a big Yakuza guy. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You know, there's so many, like, cool, like, places that I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I could go in. Nope, I can't go in there. Like, yeah. oh, this looks pretty. <clears throat> can't go in there either. Like, oh, this, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a staircase. Like, oh, I wonder where this leads. Can't go up that staircase, you know. Yeah. And you're absolutely right, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, a lot of it, you know, they just probably put poor developers just don't have that that kind of a time to like but it it leaves you wanting more you know because you're right it's an open world and you know i guess we got so spoiled by some games that you know maybe at one point we're kind of like that but yeah i found myself the same way you know playing uh, Mm -hmm. the yakuza games where i'm like you know 
wanting to like explore you know different like you know this takes place in japan so there's like a lot of cool shops in the game that you yeah. know i'm like oh you know that's pretty cool and can't go inside you know like oh man this kind of sucks but yeah uh, and you know i agree with you it's um <clears throat> definitely a genre where to me it's um you know i'm not too excited about it as i used to be you know it's kind yeah. Of, yeah whatever you know exactly it is what it is i guess so, all right, I guess that's our topic for today. Um, before we get to the creeper side, uh, as usual, I'd like to uh, give our email out. You can always email us at um, geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. If there's anything you want to correct us on, uh, anything you want to tell us, or if you just want to give us anything we want to talk about for the next topic, definitely email us and we, you know, we'll uh, definitely talk about that. Um, and yeah, you can also we suck just be like yeah. hey you guys suck <laughs> yes know. you can tell us that but still give us a five-star review but tell us yeah. we suck in our, in our emails um <laughs> you, uh, and then you can also check us out at uh you can follow us on twitter at geekers creepers and we have our youtube which uh we'll be uploading this soon and that's uh you can find us you just type in geekers creepers but it's geekers creepers podcast and we're yeah, going to be posting this on on youtube uh, and I believe that's all stuff we have right now. Um, so we're about to take a break and we're going to come back, talk about the creepy, uh, the creepy topic. This is going to be my last week was Jose's story. This is my story. I'm going to start the topic out by going over a case, um, some background regarding what happened. And this is, uh, this is a case, but I'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The facts I'm about to read you are facts from a court case. This is a criminal case. I have changed the names and the locations, but everything here is true and it's based on an appeal from the defendant. And the reason I'm reading this is because this will go into a little detail as to my own experience and what may or may not have happened that uh, the night in question. So let me start here. Defendant's convictions stem from his participation in the murder of Michael Smith. Smith was a manager at the Cine Theater in the Jamestown Mall in Springfield, Illinois. On December 23, 1988, the defendant, Peter Mullins, and John Gold met at the music store in Carbondale, Gold's place of employment, to discuss their plans for that evening. Defendant, 16 years old at the time of the incident, suggested that they go to the movies because they could, go, they could get in for free. Defendant has been employed at the theater until late November 1988. Defendant also wanted to pick up his last paycheck. Defendant left his job due to cash shortages in his register. Gold testified that when the group decided to go to the movies, defendant said that they could rob the place. Gold thought he was joking, but defendant began to explain his plan. Defendant said he would get money from the manager's office when the defendant went to get his check. The manager usually let defendant go into the office alone and Mullins would help by distracting the manager. Gold stated that he told the other two to count him out. After leaving Music Town, the three went to Gold's house and then to another friend's house, James Lubbock. Defendants went inside Lubbock's house while Gold and Mullins remained in the car. Lubbock testified that the defendant asked him to go to the movies. Lubbock declined because he was afraid of Mullins. 
Mullins was angry with Lubbock because he would not get a weapon for Mullins. Defendant told Lubbock that Mullins would not be angry if he gave Mullins some gloves. Defendant took some gloves and went back to the car. Now let's go into a little detail here about what happened on the night in question. The Senate theaters at Jamestown Mall are in two separate buildings, the big building and the small building. At approximately 7 p.m., the three went to the big theater and walked in without paying admission. Defendant signed a sheet and spoke to one of the employees. They remained in the big theater watching two movies for approximately two hours. They left the theater and went back to the car. Gold testified that defendant again talked about robbing the theater. Again, defendant and Mullins told Gold that they really were not going to go through with the plan. They got in the car and drove to the small theater building. Defendant went into the small theater and let Mullins and Gold in through the back door. They went in and watched the movie for approximately 45 minutes. According to Gold, during that time, the defendant left the movie twice by himself and a third time with Mullins. Defendant's first two trips were for candy and the bathroom. The third time, defendant told Mullins that the manager was alone. Gold testified that he asked Mullins if they were really going to do this, and they said yes. Gold stayed at his seat and watched the movie. A short time later, defendant and Mullins returned, and the three left through the back door they entered. At the car, Mullins squatted next to the car door until he was let in. Gold testified that Mullins had a wet spot on his coat. Defendant had no stains on his clothing. According to Gold, the defendant said, I can't believe I did this. I feel like a scumbag. Later in question by police, Gold told them Mullins made those statements. Around midnight on December 23rd, Michael Smith was found dead in the office of a small theater. He had been stabbed several times in the back. Um, and there's some more information what had happened, but I'm going to keep that out because it's a little too gruesome. One of the two safes in the office was open and was empty except for some coins. An empty cash box was on the floor. The assistant manager estimated that about 1,100 was in the safe. So that in particular is what happened at these theaters in uh, that we're going to call the Cine Theater. And what happened, in essence, there was a, a murder and uh, the um, there was a murder of the manager and it was for the money and it was with, between these two theaters. There was the big one and the small one. The big one is actually called, uh, was called 7 through 10 and the small one was called 1 through 6. I'm sorry, the big one was called 1 through 6 and the small one was called 7 through 10. And they went to the big one, which was 1 through 6, stayed there for a bit, then went to 7 through 10 where they committed the robbery and the murder. So with that said, we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to tell my story. Okay. So regarding what happened to me, this was back in 1995 and yes, it was 95. And I worked at that time. I was, um, I was either 16 or 17. And I worked at the at the big theater, the the one through six. And that this particular day, I was working as an usher. And an usher at the movie theater, what we had to do, uh, we would take the tickets when somebody came in. We would also clean up after people left the movies, and um, and then I would clean up around the lobby. And I was a closing usher, so I had to make sure that 
all the doors were locked, everybody was out. So let me give you a, a, a brief description of what this theater looked like. Uh, at this time, this was um, a six theater movie theater, or there were six theaters in there, which at this time, it was this was fairly big. I know now you have ones with 30 theaters and that's become more popular, but when this was built, this was considered a big theater. It was not just one or two theaters, it was a big theater. Each theater was huge, it could fit, you could fit hundreds of people. Um, so it was it, it was a pretty big theater. And you would first, you, the uh, box office where you would buy your tickets was in the outside. And then uh, right behind the box office, it was full of window panes. So it was all window panes you could see directly in there. As soon as you walked inside the glass doors, right in front of you was a huge lobby. And at the right in front, right in front of the, um, looking looking right, if you as soon as you walk in, you would see the concession stand. The concession stand ran pretty much the length of the lobby, where the popcorn was sold, um, and you know you could buy your slushies, whatever. And within this, this is the lobby was this huge rectangular area, and to the left and to the right were the movie theaters that you could walk down the hallways and go to the theater or you could just walk along the edge and go to the theater. Now, along the lobby, again, this is a rectangular lobby, where the wall meets the ceiling, there were mirrors on there. All along, all four, all four uh, uh, areas of the lobby where the wall meets the ceiling, there, was, there were windows and they were lined up throughout the entire lobby. The reason behind this was because if you were working as an usher, or if you're working behind the counter at the concession stand, you could look at the at the mirror that was on the um, along the top of the ceiling there, and you would be able to see in all directions to see maybe somebody was sneaking in, uh, to see if somebody was you know causing trouble. Again, this was at that time this theater was always packed. There were people out the door. You know, when there was a movie, people would you know th this was the place to go to, and. And again, this uh, the one I worked at was the bigger one, and I worked there about seven years after this murder happened. Now, when this murder happened, it was at the theater that was the small theater, the seven through ten. That was only a parking lot over. It was nearby. It was just a parking lot over. So it wasn't they weren't too far. And the seven through ten was always the cheaper theater. They had the older movies. And so I was working at the theater uh, one night to close up and this was in the summer of 95. I had, um, I knew about, again, I knew about the story, but it was an urban legend. We knew about it. And there were parts that were an urban legend. It wasn't like we could just look it up like we can on the internet now. People knew that a murder happened at the theater. What I was always told, um, and when people would talk about it, we were told that the murders actually hid in, um, you know, they hid like in a movie theater and when they closed up, they they attacked the uh, the the manager and and killed the manager and took the money. Now, according to what the court reports say, that's not the way it happened. It happened that they were actually this happened while the movie was ongoing. Again, this is the first time I've heard it this way. Th these are the facts. W with us, the urban legend was that somebody hid in the theater. So I'm closing up. It's got to be around maybe 11:45 or 12, a little after 12. And I go to every movie theater and I make sure that the doors are locked. All the back exits are locked, all the exits everywhere are locked. I'm sweeping up and I'm doing my checklist. And there was a panel right there where the usher would tear tickets. 
that had little lights. If any of the lights were red, that would tell you that one of the doors are open. None of the lights were red. They were all green. All the doors were locked. As I'm finalizing everything, I'm just, I'm writing, taking my notes to make sure everything has been checked off. Out of the corner of my eye, I see somebody walk into the men's bathroom. Now, as I mentioned, there's the lobby. On each side of the lobby, on each end of the lobby, there were the bathrooms, a male and the female. Two for, there was one side had a male and a female, the other side had a male and a female. So again, out of the corner of my eye, I see somebody walk to the bathroom. But I did not see them directly walk to the bathroom. I actually saw the person through the mirrors that were on the ceiling. I saw what I would say would be maybe from the their stomach down, maybe around mid-chest level down, their legs. Through, out of the corner of my eyes, I saw them in the mirror walk directly to the bathroom. All right, my first thought was like, oh my God, somebody's still here in the movie theater. You know, I thought about what had happened, the urban legends and the stories I heard about this murder, and I got nervous. Look, it was just me and it was my manager. And my manager, she was she was a great manager. Her name was Lisa. And at that time, I always thought she was, you know, much older and more mature. But looking back on it, she was honestly probably maybe like two or three years older than me. So she was at the most 20 years old. And I knock on the manager door. She had, she was, the manager door was always locked because there was no safe and money in there. And the, the manager door was actually always behind the box office where you would buy the tickets. So I knock on the door and I tell Lisa, I'm like, Lisa, I just got done um, doing my uh, checklist, but I saw somebody walk into the, I think, I, I, I said, I think I saw somebody out of the corner of my eye walk into the bathroom. And she's like, oh, did you see, did you actually see the person? I'm like, no, I saw the person through the mirrors. And, you know, of course she's like, well, what do you want to do? And me at this time, I was, you know, in high school, they thought I was all macho. You know, I'm like, well, let me go, let me go check what it is. Let me go check. So I have a little, if you ever see ushers, they have like a, a broom. They sweep everything up into a little uh, bin. And the broom is probably about maybe two and a half feet long, if that. It's probably two feet. It's a small little broom. So I tell her, I'm like, all right, well, I'll go check in there. And I go in there with the broom. I go into the men's bathroom. And I am nervous because I'm like, if I saw somebody, there's somebody hiding here. So I turn the corner. I go into the bathroom and I look at the urinals. Nobody's there. And I see that there's, uh, I think there were three stalls. So I take the broom, I, I'm holding it by the by the bristles because I'm ready to like, you know, I guess, fence somebody if I see them. And I kick the first, or I, I push the first uh, stall door, nobody's in there. I push the second stall door, nobody's in there. And again, now I'm really getting nervous. I'm like, if somebody's in here, it's gonna be me versus them. And so I get ready, I push the third one in, and you know, I got I got the broom ready to hit somebody. If there's somebody in there, this tiny little broom, nobody was in there. So I go back out and I tell Lisa, I'm like, Lisa, you know what? Must have figured in my imagination. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't see I guess I didn't see anything. I went in there, but but I told her, I'm like, it looked so clear, like what I saw somebody walking in there. And she's like, Well, that's fine. Look, you you make sure she told me she's like, you make sure all the doors are locked. I'm like, yes. And she's like, You went through all the theaters. I'm like, yeah, I did. She's like, all right, well, let me hurry up and lock up. She locks up and she puts the, um, there was like sensors that as soon as you lock the door and close it, if anybody tries to open up a door, if anybody tries to get anywhere, the sensors will go off and it'll alarm the police. So she sets it all up and afterwards we're outside just having a final conversation before we get in our cars and leave. Again, this is around 12 something. And, and again, the walls, remember I, I mentioned that, uh, the, the entrance in there was all glass paneling. It was all glass paneling. You could always look right into the theater. 
So she's locking up, and I'm like, Lisa, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I thought I saw something. She looks at, she's like, don't worry about it. It was, you know, it's um, you know, sometimes those things happen. And right then and there, again, out of the corner of my eye, I see somebody through the mirrors walk into the bathroom. I look over, and I notice that Lisa looks over too. And I'm like, Lisa, like, did you just see that? She's like, yeah. I, I just saw somebody going into the bathroom. And I look at her, I'm like, what what do we do? She's like, look, I don't know what we saw, but if somebody's here, the alarms will go off. She's like, let's just, you know what, just go home. Let's not talk about it. Let's go home. We both saw that. We both went home. The alarms never went off. Nobody ever left there. To this day, I don't know what I saw. That's my story. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Jose, with that said, that's my story of what I saw that night. Uh, what do you think it was, man? Man, that is one, one creepy story, man. No <laughs> doubt about it. And then you said you were, you know, how old were you, like 17 years old? I was 17, yeah. Friend? Oh, man. Yeah, it's, now, when you saw, when, when you saw, like, the entity or whatever it was going to the bathroom did you say anything like hey is anyone in here or you know what i forgot to mention that but yes when i first oh, walked did. in there i'm like hey, if anybody's in there just you know mm-hmm. get out or you know whatever because again my first thought i'm gonna be honest jose was not oh my god i saw a ghost my first thought is somebody's in here and it's about ready to rob us you know yeah you know i i, I wish i would see a ghost because trust me a ghost <laughs> is not going to murder you for money and especially because we knew about this story, about this murder that happened years ago. Yeah, that would have been my thought, too. Uh, you know, a ghost would probably would have been the last thing on my mind. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, you're like, man, somebody's going to try and rob us because it happened before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that would have been my instinct, too. Like somebody's trying to sneak in and, and maybe rob us after hours or something like yeah. that. And, um, yeah, so you, you go in the bathroom and you're like, now, when you went in the bathroom and you and you kind of like saw that there was no one there, was that when you're when you were kind of like, you know what? I think I saw what I think I saw. No, even then, when, when after that happened, my first thought was like, I probably it was probably my imagination. It was at that when my first thought was like, I think that I just maybe it was a reflection of a car driving by, you know, you know, or just something else, you know, just my imagination. It wasn't until that me and my manager were both outside that we both saw it at the same time that I was just like, what did we just see? Yeah. Because again, what it was, and it's so dumb because like, it looks, it looked like the person was going to the bathroom. Now all you see is you, what, what we saw was through the mirror. It was the bottom half, probably from the chest down of somebody just walking. And it was a quick walk. It wasn't anything like, yeah. you know, like they're doing, you know, like they're doing a slow walk. It was just a quick walk. And, but it looked like the direction of them where the way a mirror was set and where it was pointing, it looks like they're going into the mirror, into the window or bathroom. Um, now, again, you know, I'm always skeptical. I don't, you know, I'm not a big, don't believe in ghosts, but it, let's say if this was, let's say, for example, this was a ghost, you know, um, if, if a ghost haunts the place where somebody died, the person that was murdered didn't die in this, um, in, in this theater. That person died in a different theater, which was next door. Also, the one big thing is though those people, the murderers were in this theater before they went to the other one. Um, they kind of hung out at both. Mm-hmm. But 
still it was it is something that to this day i you know i if it was just me seeing it i could chalk it up to like if you've ever seen something out of the corner of your eye you're like oh what was that and it turns out it was just you know your mind playing tricks on you but it was so weird to have my boss also notice it and then she's like she just said look we locked the doors if somebody's in here the alarm's gonna go off i think it was a ghost i'm not gonna lie i think it it really (laughs) was and um because for one, you saw it, right? You, I mean, if it was something in the, in the, from the corner of your eyes, you probably could have been like, ah, it's probably nothing. Mm-hmm. But definitely it, was, it drew your attention, yes. right? So you knew right away, like, all right, let me go check. It wasn't like, like I said, if it was from the corner of your eye, you probably would have just brushed it off. Like, ah, whatever, you know, it's just, you know, I got to hurry up and, and finish up so I can get out of here. Mm-hmm. But it caught your attention. You went to go investigate. You know, you th- you thought you saw something, then you and your boss saw something. Yeah. You know, if it was nothing, you guys wouldn't have seen nothing. You know, yeah. it could have been. Yeah. Um, see, the thing about ghosts are, like you said, the the murder happened not at that theater, right? So it happened mm-hmm. like uh, in a what I imagine was it demolished theater now? Was it was it demolished or? Uh, well, that theater is. Strangely enough, the one I worked at is now demolished. That the other there is still open, but it's now like a bar. Hmm. See, so that is a little weird. That's a little, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be related to that, you mm-hmm. know, m- you know, murder. It could be like a, a ghost, of, you know, this area, uh, you know, it's an old area, you know, who knows what might have roamed before, yeah. you know, something could have happened there. Um, maybe a hundred years ago, before it was even built, and uh, or you know, I don't, I, I don't know the whole history or anything like that. But a lot of places, you know, a lot of modern places have been built maybe over old um, burial places, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I think I, I seriously think that it was some kind of an apparition, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it was an evil apparition, but it was definitely something there. Um, now let me ask you this like when you went to work the, the following you know i don't know if it was the next year or whatever mm-hmm. but the next time you went to work were you a little more like uh like how should i say like apprehensive curious or um, uh you know what i think at that time um you know again i was 17 or 16 um you know all, all 17 16 year old kids are uh they kind of have like, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them have like their macho thing where it's like, well, you know, you know, honestly, I don't think I really even cared at that point. I just remember being really weird. The other thing was, so this, this job I had, I used to love the job. It was, it was a typical high school job where nobody cared about working there. You were friends with everybody. Like most of the time we were just playing around instead of actually doing work. You know, it was when you see those crazy um, high school movies, where the person has a job and all they do is goof off. That's what this was. So I always looked forward to going to work because it was just a time to hang out with my friends and, mm-hmm. and goof off and, you know, and, and just have fun. And so like going back, I didn't, I wasn't scared. I wasn't like, you know, what did I see? You know, I just kind of, I think I told a story to some people and we all joked about it, that it was ghosts, you know, and nobody ever saw it again. But the older I got, I'm, you know, I'm just like, I look back on that. I'm like, what did we see? You know, what, you know, and again, you know, it's just like we, 
it was me and my boss and we both saw it the second time and it was so crazy because I remember now again this is the way I remember the story and I'm hoping I'm not I haven't embellished it as years have gone by because this happened a long time ago <laughs> but the way I always remembered is that as we're outside we both look and and I remember her saying I'm, I remember me asking I'm like did you just see that and she said yes I just saw that I'm like that was what I saw before somebody walking into the bathroom you know again it 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 wasn't when we saw it, it doesn't always look like it was that person walking to the bathroom. It was a person walking in the direction of the bathroom, but you could only see it through that mirror. And it was the exact same spot. We both saw it. The alarms never went off, you know, and again, that was what we were worried about. It wasn't when we, when we saw it the second time, it wasn't like we were there saying, Oh, did we just see a ghost? No, we were thinking, yeah. is there somebody in here that's looking to rob the place? You know, like they right. did at this other, like at, at the other movie theater, and knowing that the alarms never went off, you know, the police were never called out. Who knows what we saw, man? You know, uh, like like I said, I think it was a ghost, but you know, when you see it, because I've had um, other experiences with ghosts as well, and um, when you. You know, this might not have been a, a an evil type of spirit. You know what I mean? It might have just mm -hmm. been like a spirit passing by, which is why you probably like brushed it off. Maybe like well, I wouldn't say brushed it off. Probably like weren't like too worried about it. Like you know, the the following time you went to work, for example. So it was probably just a, an apparition. You know, nothing malicious or anything like that. Um, oh. Because had it been an evil spirit, you know, you probably would have felt it like something is something is not right mm. here. You know, that's an evil spirit, and you probably would have been like a little more apprehensive the following time you went to work. And um, you know, because you did your rounds, you checked. You're like, there's no one here. And um, I mean, it could have also been like maybe your subconscious, like thinking, like in the back of your mind, like somebody got robbed, mm. you know, uh, years ago you know, doing the same kind of job that I'm doing, right? So it could have been maybe in your subconscious as well. Maybe a little uh, a little uh, mind playing tricks on you and your boss because you, you figure your boss is probably a little more worried because she knows where the money is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think there might have been a little apprehension. You know, I imagine it was probably late uh, as well. It was. It um, was about like 1230 or so. Yeah, it, it might have been a little a little bit of both. You know, it might have been, you know, your mind playing tricks on you. It could have been maybe a, a, some kind of apparition. Like I said, not entire, it doesn't have to be an evil spirit. Just something that, you know, maybe through the mirrors. Now I'm not a supernatural expert or anything mm -hmm. like that, but, you know, maybe the mirrors somehow, like, opened up some kind of, like, a, a, a portal into, like, another dimension mm -hmm. or something like that, you know, that for a split instance... You know, you caught something, you know, from another dimension. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who knows? At the end of the day, I don't know what we saw. And, you know, any of these, any of your theories are as plausible as as, yeah. as it could get. Because at the end of the day, you know, it could have been just us, our, our eyes, you know, playing tricks on us. It, you know, um, again, to describe what the person was wearing, you know, you talk about your shadow people. But I do precise, I do remember the person wearing black. You know, um, I was just about to say that you just witnessed a shadow person too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do remember the person wearing black. Um, that was the thing, and mm -hmm. and it wasn't. 
where this where the theaters were located at the theaters were located by a mall and they but they weren't inside the mall they were outside the mall and at 12 something it's not like i always thought that maybe it was the light of a car that maybe was shining that caused a reflection to kind of you know make it see like we saw something but at the way these theaters were located and at the time there were no cars driving around all the everybody had left you know there were no there was never unless it was the security driving around to make sure nobody was around no cars would be um would be driving around there the parking lot was big enough that there were no cars driving you know that would reflect the light it's just it was a weird it was a weird situation we don't you know i don't i'll never know what we did, what it is we saw um yeah it would be and i've, I've lost touch with uh my manager I've, i haven't seen her in for 20 years now um but I would like to one day, if I ever meet her, to bring up the story, see if she remembers it. And maybe she could tell me, no, Rob, we didn't see anything. I was just humoring you, you know. <laughs> maybe she could yeah. tell me that, you know, she never saw anything. Now, have you tried finding her on a Facebook? Actually, I have. I have, and nothing. Mm-hmm. I've, there's yeah, nothing there. Also. She disappeared. So, yeah, she disappeared also. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Man got her. <laughs> Not but that's that's my story of my unusual encounter with uh well whatever paranormal. it was whatever it was my my you could call it paranormal or you can call it just mm. unusual mysterious encounter um but with that yeah. said i do have another topic i want to talk about too jose yeah, yeah i just wrote ahead. this down so let me we're gonna take a quick quick break and we'll be right back all right jose the next mm-hmm. thing i'd like to talk about is actually just because I was just thinking this year, almost every year I go to a haunted house every year, but due to COVID, I'm getting a little paranoid about this. But so my question is, let me ask this first. Do you go to haunted houses? I do. Um, All right. I just no, you're talking you, about like the theme ones, right? Like the theme, not like real haunted houses. No, like I'm the, talking like fun ones. This is to all yeah. our listeners. Uh-huh. This is the fun haunted houses. We're not, we're not advising anybody to break into abandoned buildings and try to and <laughs> hurt themselves because they want to get scared. No, yeah. I was just asking, you know, it, what can you think of a few that have been memorable? The ones that you've been like, these are ones that I really liked. And why did you like them? Yeah, there was actually one right here in in uh, Munster, Munster, Indiana. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever went to it. Oh, I can't mm-hmm. remember what it's called. Reaper's Realm. Reaper's oh, Realm. Yeah, I've heard of Reaper's Realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I went there and I had a great time. It, it was it was really it, some parts were spooky. Some parts were cheesy. You had you had to go on the slide. I, I went with an ex-girlfriend of mine, and, and there was just one a part of the uh, the uh, haunted house where it, it has kind of like weird laser lights flashing or whatever, and it's a weird um, feeling because it it, it kind of makes it look like you're walking on some kind of a weird bridge, right? But it's just mm-hmm. like the way the lights reflect. And my ex-girlfriend was so terrified to like walk through it. I'm just like, it's just lighting, you know? It's not even like. <laughs> the scary part right it's just, just like <laughs> she was like grabbing on like she, like if she was gonna fall it was just that kind of a weird effect you know uh, yeah to the haunted house and there was some parts where i had a slide and you had your um uh, you know i had a good time i've gone to a couple of them actually i've gone mm-hmm. to, that one was obviously the best one and um years ago Oh man, this is probably like twenty years ago too. There used to be um, a mall on you know, in uh, in the, on the north side of Chicago. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the mall. It was on Clark Street, 
like north uh, over there like like near Wrigleyville. Well, anyways, they had like a, a haunted house and we were just over there like around October and, and you know we saw we're like hey you know we should go check out this haunted house at the mall you know we thought it was pretty interesting mm-hmm. so we went and um <laughs> i don't know what happened right but i kind of like stood behind um the exhibit because i was kind of like intrigued by one of the like scary like characters um it was like a uh like a puppet sort of right and i was just staring at it. i was like man that's a you know pretty interesting bloody puppet that they have there so my party kept going forward, you know, because they didn't see me like stop behind. And as they were <laughs> as they were walking forward, I saw one of the guys that worked for the haunted house. You know, he was gonna <laughs> he was you know creeping up behind him to scare, <laughs> to scare them, but he didn't see me because I was behind. <laughs> so when he scared them. You know, I, I saw it all, you know, unfolding right before my eyes. You know, he scared my friends, and then I scared the guy that was scaring my friends. So, <laughs> I thought that was oh, funny. Wow. But, yeah, Reaper's Realm was pretty cool. It's it's really big, too. And, uh, yeah, it's too bad that, you know, like you said, due to COVID everything, like, you can't do it. Yeah, um, we had – there were a few that we had that I've been to that I really liked. One of my favorite ones was um, – it's it's at this so out here where I live there's like a little pioneer farm where they've got it's a bunch of acres and they've got all, all these old timey stuff that kids go to and they learn what it was like growing up during the pioneer times you know what I mean like they'll have like um like a little shop for where they weld like they used to or they blacksmithing they have a barn like it's just it's to teach kids yeah yeah and in the middle, they got a nice, they got a pond. So it's, it's made up to look like an, an old timey um, um, village. And every year they used to have their Halloween event. <clears throat> and what they would do is they would hire all the kids, all the theater kids from all the high schools in the area. They would volunteer and they would, um, they would uh, create, you know, they would dress up. So there were like, if there was, there were like a couple of big barns and those barns in and of themselves were, haunted houses but when you enter the pioneer area you could go to like to one little area like everywhere you walked around there'd be like a monster somewhere you know it would be like it would be think of it like an open world uh haunted house in essence you everywhere you go would be something different like when you walk by the pond all of a sudden you would see like the creature of the black lagoon walk out of the pond and what it was like when you you know when he turned around you would see he had a scuba pack on you know but like from the front it looked like he was a creature of black lagoon um yeah and then uh, you would also have, like I mentioned, some of the big barns were uh, were haunted houses that they weren't very big, but they were still like a like a four or five minute haunted house in each little barn. And then, like I said, you would just walk around and go wherever you wanted to go. And, you know, in some area, there'd be like, you know, some crazy thing that you would find some kid, some theater kid ready to scare you. Well, one of the before I get to the part that was like that creeped me out like crazy, um, it, it ended up closing down because some jerk decided to get drunk and punch one of the theater kids in the face. So it became oh, wow. a, um, uh, it became a, well, this is the story what I've been told from my friend, Mike. And I guess it became such a, uh, a hassle or what do you call it? Like a, a liability that they decided that they're not going to do it anymore. Whoever that guy is, I hope he 
I don't know. I hope his car breaks down every day of his life. I hope he gets haunted by a shadow person. I do too. A real shadow <laughs> person. Um, um, but there was like, okay, again, when I went there, this was early 90s or late 80s. Okay. And it, it wasn't that much different of a time, but it was still different. Being PC wasn't as, as great as it is now. One yeah. of the, I'm, I'm this Mexican kid. I go into this haunted house. The first thing I see is, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It's a bunch of guys with chainsaws and the chainsaws were revving and they were chasing people, but there was no chain, of course, you know, the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And they were all wearing white hoods and white jackets. <laughs> haunted Klansmen. <laughs> yes. And I remember as a kid, I'm like, ah, you know, like this is, you know, this is, this is like scary in real life too. But um, but overall that was yeah. <laughs> um, I've been to some other good ones. They've been um, there was one that I went to last year, which is the first time I've ever seen this. But they had, uh, you know, like most haunted houses have like they have their sections. They have their clown section. They have their zombie yes, section. Yes, yes. You know, as you go along, this one had a jungle section with like they had like headhunters and all that stuff. But what happened was as soon as you walk into the jungle section, there's like that black ice smoke. You know, like the smoke. Uh, and and they have like a uh, like green laser lights, so it looks like you're walking into a marsh. And as soon as you step down, the flooring was really really spongy, so it felt like you were walking around in in a swamp. Like it messed with your senses. You're just like I'm not getting wet, but I feel like I'm in a marsh. So you're walking around this room, and it this scared me. It scared my friends. My friend Kelly and Mike were with me. Out of the blue, some guy jumps out of the fog. He's just like, ah, you know, and he, they were just hiding in their way to scare people. That's the first time I saw that. I've seen something like that, and that just scared the bejesus out of me, man. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to miss yeah. these haunted houses this year. Yeah, you know, so I mean, granted, I haven't gone to one in years, but, you know, it's sad, you know, knowing that people can't, you know, like yourself, you know, you, you know, it sounds to me like you go like every year. Yeah, we pretty much and, go every year. And- yeah. Now, have you ever been like into like going into like cemeteries or anything like that, or like checking Man. them out, or like breaking into one or something? In back in now, I guess statue limitations are up. But back in, uh, <laughs> back in college when I was like around twenty-one, we went to. It was up north, like in the northern suburbs of Chicago. And or maybe it was maybe it was up north, but there was a um, it wasn't a cemetery, but it was a field that we had done. And this is the early years of the Internet. You know, I mean, this is not early, early, but still it was it, it wasn't like now where, you know, you can look up everything it's on your phone. But, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but there was uh, there was a uh, like it wasn't a cemetery. It was like a field where people had uh, people were worship where there were saint worshipers out there, you know, like there were people that had, you know, uh, there were stories of like during, you know, people had been known to be out there, you know, maybe not worship we say, but uh, doing like occult stuff. Mm-hmm. So my friends and I, we, um, uh, we decided we're like, it was Halloween. We're like, you know what? Let's, it was us and a bunch of girls, you know, like guys and girls. And we decided we're like, let's go to this place. Let's go to this field. We'll, you know, we'll take some flashlights. We'll sneak around and let's see if we could find somebody, you know, doing these, you know, these occult rituals. And we never <laughs> saw anything, but man, that was like, that really scared me. I was, yeah. I was like, you know, you know, like we're, it's like the Blair Witch Project. You're walking around with a light, you know, 
who knows if they're chasing you, you know, if there's actually they could have been like, get him, get yeah, them. No. <laughs> like you you interrupted their, you know, their, their seance to summon some kind of demon. Yeah. <laughs> Kill them. <laughs> get the virgin. <laughs> get the virgin. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that would have been really creepy, like to to have seen something like that. How about like, you? That would be just as creepy as like seeing like a ghost. I think you know. Oh yeah, I, if if there were actually people doing some crazy occult stuff, I yeah. I would. I'm not kidding. I would make a run for it because heck no, man, not nah. Yeah, not my I thing. Think I'd, I'd, I'd be pretty scared. No, I never, I never did anything, you know, like that. Anything adventurous, you know, as far as you know. I, I'd, I'd like to, you know, maybe like someday, like, you know, meet up with a bunch of, you know, friends or something and be like, hey, let's go to like a cemetery. And, and what see. we should do, my buddy Mike <clears throat> mentioned this. He's like, we should, and I'm, I'm thinking of taking him up on this, doing stuff like this. You know, what we could do is for Geekers Creepers, get, um, yeah. um, like, go visit some of these places if they're local, like Resurrection Mary, maybe, you know, go down and take pictures, take video. We could post it on the YouTube channel, post it on our site, you know? Yeah. Um, one of the ones that I wanted to do, have you ever heard of the gasser, the mad gasser in Mattoon? No. I know where Mattoon is at, but no, I've okay. never heard of that. So um, in Mattoon, Illinois, back in the 1930s and 40s, there was people that were, um, that were being like, they were getting sick because uh, there was some guy that was, uh, some guy gassed one lady, like something weird, like, and then she was getting sick. And then people in the town thought that, it was some guy that was attacking people and I'd like to go out there. It's there's a lot of different theories to it. There's a theory that there was actually somebody that did it. There was a theory it was mass hysteria. There's other theories that actually somebody did the first one, but then after that, people just kind of went nuts with it. Um, there was a person that was caught. There was a person that was, you know, there's a lot to it, you know? Um, and I'd like to actually go to Mattoon, kind of do like a little, uh, kind of film stuff and kind of do, mm -hmm. you know, eventually, you know, if we get big enough, do a geekers creepers kind of thing like that yeah that would be pretty cool like you know like do a road trip you yeah know, we could pass resurrection mary on our way to mattoon that'd be perfect get the, you said yeah. there's a good pizza place up there yeah we can go to falco's pizza and you know enjoy it and you know it's too bad that uh, you know i'm not really that close to my uncle with the haunted house because that would have been stellar you know because his <laughs> house is haunted and you could you do know, like this, one night See if you just film yeah. it, see if you catch anything. Oh, man, I, I'm telling you, man, if I go upstairs, I'd probably get spooked. But, yeah, <laughs> I'm not that close to that uncle anymore, sadly, mm. or, or or that family. So, you know, that's definitely out of the question. But it would have been pretty interesting. Maybe I, what I'll, I will do is I'll take pictures of the house, mm. like, from the outside. I thought about doing that the other day, and I was like, when I was coming home from work, I was like, I should pass by the, by the house and just take pictures if you guys could Maybe if you it. take a picture... When, when you look at it later on, you'll see like there's somebody looking at you through the mirror or through the window. <laughs> right. I thought about that too. Like, oh man, that would have been cheeky. And um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll think about doing that. You know, I'll make sure, you know, just drive by and take some pictures. Yeah, but we should, yeah. Like, like my friend Mike said, I think that's a good idea. You know, maybe doing like a trip here and there, just take some pictures of some of these places if they're local, you know. You're right, right, right. Um, but that's pretty much it for us today. To all the listeners, thank you so much for listening. Again, if you have any topics you want us to talk about on the creepy side, because, you know, we're always open to things. I believe next week we're going to go back to our regularly uh, talk about a topic, uh, you know, like a story that we've read somewhere. And we may go into like a missing persons case also. Um, 
But if anybody has anything in particular, please email us at geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. I'll include a link on, um, on this podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at geekerscreepers. I got to get more involved in that, but I'll still I'll post more on there. And um, then you can see our videos on YouTube, Geekers Creepers Podcast. And again, you know, uh, thank you for listening. Get in touch with us. Complain about us if you need to. Uh, tell us what you want us to write about. Um, correct us if we said something wrong. Um, also, um, if you're listening to us on a podcast, uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you'd give us uh, a thumbs up, a like, or a five stars. That way we can get more people, you know, those stars will get more people listening to our podcast. We greatly appreciate that. Um, yeah. Anything uh, you need to say, Jose? No, I just hope everyone has, you know, enjoys the rest of their week. You know, don't work too hard. And uh, we'll see you guys back here next week. Okay. And as usual, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate you listening more than you can imagine. And until next time, I wish you the best in life, love, and gaming. Good night, everybody.